Welcome to Digging the Dharma, where we dig into the Buddhist Dharma and explore ways of bringing these 2,500-year-old teachings into our lives. I'm Doug Smith of Doug's Dharma on YouTube and the Online Dharma Institute. And I'm John Aaron, teacher at New York Insight Meditation Center and Space to Meditate and an MBSR teacher and trainer. Greetings, Doug. How you doing, John? Good to see you. Likewise. Uh, I'm doing okay. So far, so good. Yeah, I'm seeing you on a video screen, by the way. The people out there are only hearing you, but I can see your, your face. Anyway. Yeah, likewise. And uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm on to my, I don't know, third or fourth cup of coffee this morning. Ooh, nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Lucky> so, <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, partly thanks to our some of our generous listeners who buy us a coffee, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, which which does lead us well into today's topic, which is, I guess, uh, you could say making a living. Yeah. Making a living as a, uh, as a meditation teacher, as a Dharma teacher, but really also just kind of, to some degree, right livelihood and yeah. what that actually means. And uh, I think it's, it's important and, and, and can be confusing for some people at times, both, both people teaching and people, uh, you know, who are, our participants in classes and students and yeah i mean and, and the whole asking for donna donna being the poly word for donation or giving uh it's it's it, it, i remember at our my time in, at new york insight several years ago when they still had their their place and you know it was every time there would be or at least during a period it was like every every time that there would be a talk there would be a donna uh, talk during it, like right. maybe two or three minutes, five minutes of somebody saying, you know, well, and, and there's a donation yeah. box at the back and you put it. And I remember how, you know, some people were just sort of annoyed by the whole thing. It's like, uh, you know, again, we have to hear the same Donna talk, but you know, I mean, it's really true. I mean, and people would say, look, if we don't give the Donna talk, people don't know about it. And a lot of people just don't, don't give. And yeah. if people don't give, um, then unfortunately, uh, the, the, the folks who come to give Dharma talks don't have the, the funds to keep going. They can't survive. Um, so it's, that was, that was the theoretical. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, having been obviously a teacher there and still, still do teach there, the, the system is completely changed now. But I remember yeah. when I was first teaching there, in fact, even the class you would have been taking with me at mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. So the very first class that people often take is, you know, Insight 101 or beginner, beginning insight. And, you know, in that first class, like we talk about the tradition of generosity and the teaching of generosity and, and, you know, how it, in, in many countries, it's the first thing that's taught in terms of Buddhist, in terms of Dharma teaching. And, and uh, whenever I gave that talk, I had to kind of, preface it by saying it was a little self-serving, right? Because I was also giving the Donna talk for, at that point, the class was based on Donna. Um, and, you know, that was going to be the, whatever, that, those were my earnings for that, that morning. And right. mm -hmm. it, it's, it, it was a little weird. Well, but the Buddha did it for the same reason, to be honest. Right. Although it was a very, it was, it was in that society, you know, it was how what supported all the the mendicants, right? right. And and, and mm -hmm. Donna for them wasn't necessarily cash, right? No, it wouldn't. Uh, have been. It would have been food. It would have been clothing. It would have been shelter. 
And, and then they very directly in turn, you know, taught the community or at least were there for the community. <clears throat> and so then when everything came over here, of course, the, the ideal and, and the, at least on the inside community, the, the, you know, the tradition was carried over and, you know, there were some, it, with the big retreat centers, whether Spirit Rock or um, IMS, you know, they were made possible by, you know, pretty huge contributions. And then the teachers were definitely, I remember my first retreat there was the first, my first experience with Donna. Um, you know, we had paid a few hundred dollars for the retreat just for food and, and, and a bed. And then it was, uh, there would be the Donna talk, you know, and you, but it was crazy because, you know, there'd be Donna for the teachers, there'd be Donna for the staff, there'd be Donna for the cooks. And it was, <laughs> that's changed there as well to some degree. Yeah. And, I mean, I think the people, they want to keep the price down. Right. You know, when you, when you, at least the, the headline price, you know, so that you're just paying for, you know, you're not paying too much. So it'll, right. it'll make it seem more open. Well, it is. But, but the but the problem then is that you yeah. don't have money for actually the people who are doing the work yeah, there. Sure, and they aren't monastics, right? Exactly. At least in the main, they're not monastics, yeah. and so you know they've yeah. got to pay the their rent. Somehow. And and you know so they've they've changed things a bit there. And I mean I have two retreats that I'm leading this summer, both of which are in you know at Buddhist centers. One both in Colorado. One of them, you know the. Is it is it the formerly the Shambhala Mountain Center, which is now called the Drala Mountain Center, um, and there, you know, it's just a flat fee. The people that are registering, and you know, my compensation and my colleagues' compensation will be based on the number of people registered. The other retreat is a Donna retreat, so people are just paying for room and board, and then you know, my colleague and I will give a Donna talk, <laughs> and and so it's I I personally had loved the practice, loved the practice because it really is letting go of any sort of expectation on that front. And on the other hand, you know, as you know, and certainly maybe people who've been listening to this show know for a while, you know, I also teach quite a bit. And in fact, my main source of income, I would say, is in the secular world. Um, <clears throat> and and they're teaching mindfulness-based stress reduction or, or, or working with corporate clients or executives, you know, that's a very different model, of course. And it's, it's more based on, you know, what standards are set in terms of what people pay and, and, you know, and how many years experience I may have as a teacher, therefore, you know, what I'm compensated for. And, <clears throat> the 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 line the line going back and forth is what some people get upset about right the idea of of being a, a a dharma teacher on one side and and presumably working or teaching for on a dana basis to some degree and then on the other side you know collecting funds <laughs> as i would or being being compensated you know at a particular standard based on the, the nature of the class in, in, in the secular world. Well, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of controversies here on many fronts. Yeah. You know, there's also the whole idea about being compensated for doing anything with Dharma, right? Which I've you know certainly some of my some people have commented on in my videos. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have advertising on the videos. Uh, 
it's just part i mean and it's not by any means the majority of the income that i make but it's just it's it's something yeah and it's significant um, yeah and and the, but also the, the donna system <clears throat> you know is really a, it's a monastic system yeah you know? and exactly. so when we bring it into the world that isn't monastic that changes things and yeah. and because you know people do need to make a living they're not supported by the community in the same way it would be nice if they were but you know even and and we don't necessarily have a tradition like in in some churches where it's tithing you know and even in the jewish tradition you know you become a member of a synagogue and that has a pretty hefty price very often um and you know that is and and there's donations you know and and so it's there there are many different avenues for this and i, I have to say you know that <clears throat> having people who listen to the introduction to this program know that I also am involved with with my own organization called Space to Meditate, which I started with my partner, which had had an interesting evolution, which which was originally it was literally a space that we that we you know just uh, paid for and and uh, you know upgraded, and then we used it for our our events and. Then it was rented out to other organizations, um, you know, who were either contemplative organizations or in some case, cases, uh, you know, there was a yoga training program that was supposed to happen there. In any event, I mean, you know, when COVID hit, obviously we couldn't keep it open. And, you know, so we went online and partly to help us cover the rent. And we weren't a tax exempt organization. We aren't a tax exempt organization, but people literally practice generosity, completely generosity and helped us get through those months of, of paying rent. And then it became obvious that we were supporting people in other ways through, through the COVID situation. And they kept practicing generosity. And, and, and so that is totally a Donna based organization. Um, and we, I love it in that sense, you know, it's, it's covering some of our income for sure. And, and at the same time, you know, we, I also have to make a living and, and, and some of the other compensation of course helps cover the cost of those things, which, you know, I would like to be doing that don't, you know, that other people can't afford or just is not the nature of the beast. Yeah. And I think some people may not be aware that I mean Donna is although Donna is the the ideal it oftentimes does not really cover all of your expenses of course not of course not and that's the thing is that people sometimes think that uh well Donna is is clearly superior so it should cover all of your expenses well <laughs> but it doesn't that's the problem not in New York anyway yeah, yeah. not I mean, in New that's, York that's a... I mean that the, the the I must say when I first became aware of New York Insight um when i was living in new york full time which i'm not really now um it was it was shocking to me that they didn't even have the funds to buy a location given that they're you know the largest insight community in new york um <laughs> and now they don't even have a location yeah 
uh, after COVID because they were renting and, you know. Right. Well, even if they hadn't been renting, it would have been hard to hold on to potentially. Oh, exactly. So, um, exactly. But I mean, that's just yeah. an example that they're, yeah. they're not, they're not John Aaron and Doug Smith too, no. you know, I mean, they're yeah, a, exactly. a major, major Buddhist organization. Um, so it's not, it doesn't just affect people like me and you, it affects, you know, all Sandra. of us. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. And so there's, there's a lot of, uh, interesting factors that go into this and, and every, and not every Buddhist tradition at all tries to support itself on Donna. I mean, the Zen tradition, certainly not. And, and uh, I mean, they, 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 or they, they can't, they do to some degree, but they kind of have certain minimums. If you want to, you know, develop a relationship with a teacher and that kind of thing. I think that those are different models. And, um, so, I, I don't I know think about what the Tibetan it, tradition. Yeah, neither do I. Um, I. I think what it comes down to really is, from the teacher point of view, at least from my point of view, is right livelihood. Yeah. And and we're, we're not overcharging. You know, it's uh, when I'm working with people one-on-one, -on -one, personally, I always talk about the Robin Hood method, you know, where I, I tell people a range of what I'm usually compensated based on people's incomes. And I, and then I say, you decide. And, and, you know, and I'm very clear that, you know, those who can afford it help those that can't. <clears throat> and that to me is a, the ideal scenario, but you have to like put it out there because again, we're not, you know, we, we're not really able to kind of, the Donna can't come in the form of food or shelter or medical care. Sometimes it can come in the form of medical care. I've, I've called on people to help students who can't afford medical care, and you know, oh, that's an interesting um, idea. Yeah, yeah. Just to ask Donna, doctors or dentists to you know offer something for, for nothing, maybe at no at no cost, and and you know, that actually has been helpful at times. You know, and I I think that I mean I know my teacher, my original, my main teacher, Matthew. Flickstein, he supported himself completely on Donna, but he was on his own. He is on his own. He, you know, lived very frugally. He lived within his means, basically. And, and he, and, you know, it may have, uh, yeah. And, and I really respected that and, and, you know, would have loved to have emulated that. And maybe if I weren't living in New York, that would be possible. But at this stage, that's not going to happen just now. Um, and so then it's like, okay, so what's appropriate? What's right? And, and then I think it becomes a question in general, not just in terms of Dharma teaching, but in terms of right livelihood of being compensated fairly and, and charging fairly for whatever one does. And I mean, this, this like does not play into the capitalist system pretty well, very well. Right, because we just don't have a system that works that way. You know, some of us are indoctrinated from a young age to go out there and make a really good living, meaning making a lot of money. Right, and um, and those two things are not always in line. Yeah, although I mean, if we're just strictly talking about the Buddha's own teaching, it was he wasn't opposed to people making a lot of money. What he was opposed to was people cheating, stealing, lying, that kind of thing. Or making money doing things that were that not were, wholesome. Yeah, that were not wholesome. Right, that were harmful. Right. Um, 
So, but just making a lot of money, that's not necessarily a problem so right. long as you were not harming anybody. Um, right. And, and, um, overcharging, I suspect, you know, it wasn't an issue back then probably as much. Right. But, um, and now I think it's that, you know, from an ethical point of view, that would, you know, that would fall in line with, um, well, not stealing. Basically, yeah. you're not taking yeah. that which is not offered. And yeah. um, <clears throat> so. Not taking advantage of people in whatever yeah, way. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then the other aspect of that is like, where do you draw the line in terms of harmful work? You know, um, and I've had interesting discussions with people around that, as you know, and, and, you know, if you work for a big commercial bank <laughs> that invests in major oil companies or that invests in companies that, you know, that make arms, you know, where does the line, where do you draw the line? And, and that just becomes an internal question, I think. Yeah, that people have to deal with, and and uh, you know, one way of, and this is where your practice really starts to kind of take hold. It's like, oh, my teacher would have said, if there's if the question arises in your mind, then there's something that has to be looked at, right? So, or or I would sometimes say, if you have to rationalize something, you have to rationalize what say your your company is doing in order to feel good about working there there may be a problem <laughs> or there may be something to look at let's put it that way sure and there are lots of ways of dealing with it i mean you can try to work from within if you think it's possible sure. you can yeah. try to do various things or you can leave i mean yeah. there's there's yeah. a range there's always going to be a range of options yeah yeah or at least I shouldn't say always, but <laughs> often there's a range yeah. of options. Yeah. I mean, if, if people, you know, this is, of course, a, a privilege that many people don't have. Exactly. Those options. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's complicated. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why, I mean, you know, again, returning to early Buddhism, uh, the Buddha said that the monastics should not be involved with any kind of money making at all. Right. Um, so there's there certainly is a... An argument to be made that yeah sure there's an element of harm in all of all of money making um nevertheless the buddhist sangha was dependent upon there being lay donors um yeah. lay followers people who were making money in order to support the monastics so it's a complicated situation and i think uh, sometimes uh people try to simplify things a little bit too much yeah. um, by saying you know all yeah. of this is wrong and all of this is bad. And yeah, it, there are aspects of wrong and bad in so many things that, that we do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think we have to be a little bit nuanced in how, how we approach it. Yeah. And then, you know, just coming back to where also this same question about teaching Dharma versus teaching, you know, this crossover between <clears throat> secular meditation teaching, secular well, you were very involved in, in quote, secular Buddhism, which I've, sure. I, you know, is still even to some degree a confusing title or title uh, attribution for some people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, because some people would consider certain mindfulness trainings to be secular Buddhism, even though in those trainings, at least the ones I'm involved with, there's no, there is no 
language at all from the Dharma. Um, the trainings themselves, the, the, the curriculum itself might be heavily influenced by the Dharma, but that's just the nature of meditation <laughs> and, and stress and the idea of stress reduction. But when I've done work with the New York Police Department, I certainly don't talk about, you know, Dharma. Um, and uh, if somebody asks, I might, but it's not on the agenda, let's put it that way, and nor would I ever consider it. Um, so I think, you know, that, that particular line is really how the individual handles it. Um, but I don't, and I know there's some controversy around this, and I'm, I'm still, if I were a monastic, that would be another matter, but I'm not. <laughs> but for lay teachers who, who cross over into, into the, into the quote, secular realm, also a word I just, you know, that <laughs> secular mindfulness is like, but, it, but that's what it is. You know. Householder lay. Yeah, know, exactly. So, you know, different terms. you know, these are these are interesting questions, but I think again, it really comes down to. Um, I mean, that's one thing that, in my mind, I've never had to rationalize or even. I mean, it, it, it's always felt like the right thing to do because I feel like what I'm teaching is being helpful to people and beneficial to people, and that's what counts. Yeah, I mean, as I remember, there was a paper recently by Analio, who always finds these interesting things, um, mm. where he talks about some early sutta where uh, the Buddha is talking to, maybe it's King Pisanity, I don't remember who it was, it was one of the kings, mm -hmm. and uh, I think he's telling him something about like eating properly, because the king had, had eaten too much and was getting fat, and so the, you know, the Buddha was telling him basically to, you know, eat more responsibly. And King Pisanity, again, I, I may be screwing up the whole point of it, but in any event, the, the, general, the general idea was that King Pisanity then told one of his attendants, I want you, I will pay, basically, I will pay you, I'll recompense you for uh, reminding me of the Buddha's instructions every day when I eat my meal. And the Buddha seemed perfectly happy with that. Uh, it's not like the Buddha said, "Oh, you know, but you're paying somebody for teaching Dharma, or you're paying somebody for teaching something that was a, that's lay, that's not really a completely Buddhist teaching." You know, uh, he just said, "Fine," you know, or it didn't seem to be concerned about this. He was just paying a dietary consultant. It sounds exactly, like. <laughs> yeah. Well, but that's like being. I mean, I think uh, um, Analia's point was that there's some at least rough analogy there between doing that and being a mindfulness consultant, you know. For, right, right, right. You know, somebody who is wealthy or whatever, somebody who's a work, you know, a person in a job. Yeah. What's, you know, there's not a huge difference there. Yeah, yeah. And, and the Buddha himself taught a, a wide variety of different techniques uh, for lay people, you know, in order to have them get better jobs and, and a better rebirth, which, you know, was what a lot of people wanted and still do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I don't see, I, I guess I don't see there being a conflict between teaching uh, a secular audience, a certain kind of thing that's helpful to them and, and, and makes their lives more skillful and also teaching a Dharma audience that maybe wants something a little deeper. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's really where I land too. I mean, it's because it's what I do. And sometimes, 
you know, it's not like I'm out there proselytizing at all. But, you know, at the end of a class, you know, I'll, I'll say, you know, this is people get mailings from me, of course, and, and it's like, or from, and, and then I'll introduce them to other things. And not, you know, it's like, it's not like there's any brainwashing that's going on. <laughs> it's more like, well, you know, what's helpful? What's helpful? Yeah. And, and is this going to help you cope with whatever you're dealing with is, or is this going to lead to some kind of freedom on whatever level one is seeking? Um, and, and to me, that's what's most important. Uh, you know, which, which does <laughs> segue, segue into like this podcast, you know, I mean, mm. we're obviously not doing this podcast to make a living. Um, Although who knows, but you know, but it's it. We're doing it because we really enjoy the discussions, and and there, I think it's helpful for people to hear this kind of discussion. Um, and you know, on the other hand, we also need to pay for the podcast, so it's exactly uh, yeah. that's that's really why we we ask folks for coffee. <laughs> <laughs> To buy us a coffee. Yeah, because and, we actually have to pay for the podcast. That's I mean, true. That's we do. What people may not understand is that actually you have There's a monthly you have monthly fees. Yeah. You have to, on, on several levels. On several yeah. levels, yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. So we appreciate whatever you, you're able to however many coffees you might be able to buy us or becoming a member, which And is if you monthly, can't afford to buy us a coffee, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's true. Other people it's, can and they, they will. And they help yeah, they help they help the people that can't. That's that's exactly. the other beautiful thing about uh, uh, generosity is it's uh, it does come back in various ways. Interesting discussion. I think and, it's a good uh, one. I think it's a good yeah. one to have. And if there are lots of questions and concerns, uh, let us know. And yeah. you know, we can always do another podcast. And if and you highly and disagree, we want to know. Yeah, and or if you uh, highly agree, that would be great too. <laughs> Either <okay>. way. <laughs> All right, friends. Until next time. Hope right. you have a, a good week and keep digging the Dharma. <laughs> I'll see you later, Doug. <laughs> see ya. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, consider leaving a review on your local podcast directory. It would help us out a lot. You can check John out at johnaaron.net and Doug at Doug's Dharma on YouTube and his Patreon page linked in the notes. You've been listening to Digging the Dharma with Doug Smith and John Aaron. Thank you.